Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. You know, let me tell you something, y'all. You know, I'm all over the world, and sometimes you just meet wonderful fucking people. And this brother right here goes to a barbershop I go to in Las Vegas, Nevada, called Face Specialist. If you're ever in Vegas, make sure you go to one of the coldest barbers in the city. His name is Eddie Sosa. Tell him T.K. Kirkland sent you. Well, this brother used to come in here all the time, young kid, brave, working hard, trying to find his way, and had a charm about him that was so cold because the hoes loved this nigga. And when I say the women love this man, they love his man, but he didn't have the things I felt necessary as a man. They said he was on the run because he had a warrant that was he didn't take care of. Um, he was living with different women because he didn't have his money right. So then all of a sudden, he started growing, started becoming a better man, and then he disappeared. I know that he had went away to fight his case, and he won that. He beat that at this time. Then I didn't see him anymore. So I'm in Dallas, Texas last week. He calls me now. When he calls, I don't know who he is. I said that if you got my phone number, I'm going to pretend I know you because if I gave you my number, I had to know you. I'm that kind of nigga. I'm not going to act like, nigga, why the fuck you calling me? I'm never going to be disrespectful. So after the show, I'm signing autographs, taking pictures, and this motherfucker walked up in front of me. I didn't know it was him. And it was him, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to share his story with y'all because this is just a true testament of that if you just stay focused, you could just get your shit together and achieve. And here we are. So what's up, family? How you doing, man? It's good. It was really good to fucking see you. I mean, (laughs) you have no idea how happy I was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know when I when our buddies reached out to me and said you was in town, so I was like, hey, it's my time. I gotta go pull up on them and check them right. out. Right, right, right. It's, it's only right. Right, and the show was excellent, wasn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. You turned it out. I like yeah. always. Right, right, right. I always talk that shit. That's what I do. That's what you do, man. You know, that's what I do. So now, how did you get back? Like, let's 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 explain to people that, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Everybody has a different flight plan. So he tells this story. I just want to inspire you to let you know that you can win because he wasn't too deep in the hole, but he had toes. It was at his ankles. So what what do you say? To people like, how did you get back on track? What was your determination? Was it when you had your kids? Was it you know? Yeah, let me. Exactly you tell what me. I was about to say. Exactly what I was about to say. It was when I first started having my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed, like you know, you gonna continue to do the things you're doing, or are you gonna set your foundation 
so your kids don't have to do the things you're doing or see what you're doing. Right. You know, and I just turned it around at that right time where my kids, they don't know about nothing I have done. Right. You know? Right. Only thing they see is our daddy work, daddy drive a truck, daddy be on the road, daddy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I like it. You know, right? And that was we all have a past, fam. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we all got. It's what you do with your future is the key. Right, right. And like you say, when you met me, I was on the run. I had been running for about eight years. Right. You know. And I always say, take care of that shit. Every time I saw you at the barbershop, you take care of that. You take care of that. Take care of. And like you say, you know, both my, you know, both my baby mamas at the time, you know, they was, they had their shit together. Right. Good and women. So I do right, get at sure them that they pushed me and helped me right. a lot to get I think where I did. had a lot be. of influence as well, too, right? Because mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, he, and to the guys who are listening, this is for the fellas, he didn't put his dick in bitches who wasn't <laughs> successful. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked women that had they shit together. They, they right. may have been mentally fucked up a little bit, <laughs> and he probably was part of the problem on that end. But he fucked yeah. women who had they shit together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's also important because let's say you fucked a, a a young lady who ain't have her shit together, fam. It's a different ball game. We fuck around, end up in prison together. Right, it's a different ball game. <laughs> but you right. had two women who had their own businesses. Daddies was rich, and right. they were be- and he ain't fuck no ugly girls, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna tell you the first time I saw his baby mom. No disrespect when I say that. I didn't know what she was gonna look like, but I didn't know right. she was gonna be that fine. Right, <laughs> she was fine, yeah. nigga. Uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, she was yeah. fine. And all the women, even to when we was in Texas, fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, man, it was just, it was a hard road, you know. Right. Was, and you I had can't Mr. say Sofa it was easy. You. Right. It you wasn't know? easy. <laughs> like you say, I had a lot of good influence. I had a lot of good people in my life. Right. That stuck around in my life through my right. bullshit. You know, yeah, that's and, that's so important. When I think about it because you had Mr. Eddie Sosa, you had the baby right. mamas, you had me, different people in the yeah. barbershop. And ladies, let me tell you what, ladies, let me tell you, he wanted to make money so bad the motherfucker started his own car wash in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, mobile detail. <laughs> he had his own car wash in the parking lot on the east side of Vegas yeah. and would wash people's cars. When they come in the parking lot, and I was so impressed with them. So you went from beating the case, well, fought the case, you got everything right, you got right. everything in order with the kids' moms, and then right. you started your own trucking business, correct? Correct. Okay, now, correct. how did you start? Like, you was driving for an boy, and then you got your own box truck. Right. Well, actually, me and my brother started out there in Vegas. End up buying a truck, right? And that was our first truck. And then I had got with a couple of my uh, people because I'm I'm born and raised in North Dallas. Okay, you know, so I got with a couple of my people out here, and 
you know, they got on board on getting trucks, and we kind of like, you know, merged it all together. Right. Under one umbrella. So the company is J9 Trucking. Okay. And we just got box trucks and trying to work on getting our tow trucks and stuff like that. Got an 18-wheeler. Right. And just, you know, pushing the family brand, man. Trying to keep it in the family. Right. Keep it going. Now, how many days are you on the road? I'm on the road seven days a week. Man, you killing you it! Know, I'm taking my, you know, and I and I and I I never would have started driving, and I get after my boy Jiggy. He out of Las Vegas. Yes, you yep, know. old man Jiggy. Yeah, you know he 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 got in these trucks and he's always saying, "Man, fuck that car washing. You know it do good money, but go on and get get, get you a truck, get on the road, right? You know." And get at you some money because you doing that car wise. That ain't gonna do nothing. Push you back in the streets. Right, right. You know. And what I liked about Jig, because he had the co- the clothing store next door, and you saw mm-hmm. his growth. And once he took off, that motherfucker never came back. Right, right. Never came back. Never came back. So I knew he was winning. Shit, me and him, me and him keep. We always knocking heads over the road. Yeah. Running into each other everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Same. Right. Pull up on each other, you know, same shit. Right. Yeah, he a good dude because when I used to um and when I used to do the parties with uh, Mayweather and um this is when he right. was a baby, and um he really didn't know me. He just knew I was a solid dude. And I said, he said, TK, I want to invest with your ass. That nigga went and got twenty bands out the motherfucking. In the back room, and you know where you know, I ain't gonna say where where where, where you know where that. Right. So he went and got this twenty motherfucking thousand and dropped it in my motherfucking lap just like that, and we took off, y'all. Paid him back his uh, his investment and everything. And then I remember years later, he tried to be slick and said, "TK, don't you owe me like seven hundred dollars?" I said, "Hell no, I gave you every dime." But I love him, y'all. I'm glad that oh, yeah. he went on to do this trucking business and turned you onto it. But it goes oh, back yeah, to also. I remember when I used to get my hair cut with Johnny Cochran when I was in college. Johnny Cochran stood right next to me in the barbershop. We was friends for over 20 years. And he used to say, can't nobody make it unless somebody else helps you. Right. And that's Jiggy in this situation for putting you on to this trucking game and you taking it under 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 your arm and just took off. All right. Oh, everybody need help. Even everybody even the need big help. man need help. Right. That's so true. <laughs> and you and you know it's so important because you know me. I, I help out thousands of people, but the thing that's the most important to me is the person's character. Right. One of the worst things in the world is to help somebody, and their character is horrible. Right. To me, I don't know about other people, but to me, char- character speaks volume to me when, when when I help people and I look across their eyes. Now, some people lie to be in my life to say they want help, right? But right. then if I charge them a fee, I charge some people a fee to flush them out to see if they're right. for real. You know, that's an old Texas term when you're shooting ducks. When they say flush them out, so I flush them out, and man, 
um, that week I was in, in, in town with you, I ran into a gentleman uh, who claimed that he was X, Y, and Z, but he wasn't able to pull the trigger. And what I want to tell him, because I know he listens to my the show, and a lot of other men who listen to my show, stop trying to be something that you're not. And just let it happen organically. That way the person that you sit across the table from can respect you, but you can respect yourself because ain't nothing like sitting down knowing you're ready for whatever is getting ready to go down. You can make it pop. You know, like right. the used to say, have your lawyer call my lawyer. We can get it popping. The same thing. Mm-hmm. That's how right. that's how real niggas move. Because even with you, when you was younger, you wouldn't do certain things unless you was ready. Oh, yeah. I ain't no use of jumping in something if I ain't really right. ready to do it. You know, and, and a back. lot of things crossed your motherfucking path. Shit, a lot. Fell <laughs> <laughs> right, right in my lap. Yeah, you know, right in your lap. Now, yeah, what if like happened to say, Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was saying, like you're saying, character, yeah, character play a big part in a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You could be, like I tell people, you can, you can have zero dollars in your pocket and be at the right place and have that right character about yourself. Yes, sir. And bam, somebody that's important right there see you and, and fall in love with your character, fall in love with your vibe. Yeah. You know, change your life. I need to change your life that quick. But you that say somebody quick. go in there, somebody go in there and have that funk ass and well, oh, man, I was thinking about so they open their mouth. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. But now, whatever happened that to Homeboy that um, took over the store after Jiggy? Uh, he ran it for a little while, and then um, his kids really started having kids, so it was just getting a little bit too much for him. So he sat back and just started being a grandpa. And just uh, he's still working though. He working. Uh, he actually driving out the like a little local job, but he's wow. just chilling. He That's just good, yo. Uh, taking care of them kids. Right, right. It. Yeah, cause I, and that's why I was going to say back in the day, and I say this in my show, about how I tell men about fucking before your time. See, men want to fuck before they have money, right? Right. And what I want men to understand so you don't get caught up in real-life situations is work hard, stack your money before you start dating. Stack your money before you start nutting in a woman. Because right. see, you got blessed, yo. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep it 100. You yeah, were blessed. Well, you, you know all the stories that raised, we hear in the barbershop. You say I was, ra- I was raised right. You was uh, raised right. Man. You, you know I those would... stories we hear in the barbershop. Oh, uh, yeah. Ain't no use to sitting up here and can't have it. If I'm broke, well, I'm going out here and be fucking with another broke motherfucker. Yeah, and you know you niggas know? don't think the way you think. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah nah, but I know my character can uh, put me around that right motherfucking woman that's gone, you know. Yeah, and, you, and you're and you a good and you're a strong black man. Right, and, uh, and, right. Uh, and them women see it, and they know you got a good heart. And look at you now. Right. I guarantee you in less than 10 years you're going to be a fucking multimillionaire. Yeah, and I'm so trying to work toward my brother. 
I guarantee and, and, it. And, and, and tell all and to tell all men, don't don't think that I was ever a moocher off a woman. Right. I was just putting myself in the right situation because I got to hustle about myself. And I'm going right. My yep, that's true. I remember I that. I Even though you stayed with I don't need no woman. You right. know what I'm saying? And he's, but, yeah. he's right. And I want to make sure we're clear. He was not mooching. He was fucking them, and they loved him. But this nigga <laughs> get up four, four or five o'clock in the morning and be out there working. Yeah, yeah. He was no, he was no bum like these. Some of these yeah. niggas are. I want to make sure we're clear. He was so not like, bum. Sitting at home playing, playing games all day, man. Come right. On. Yeah, he, he was yeah. not doing that. That's a fact. Right. That is a, a fact. Because this shit is a, um, a disease now. Right. Oh, yeah. These niggas living off women. Mm-hmm. No pride mm-hmm. whatsoever about themselves as a man. Like, I had a dude yes. show a couple of weeks ago. This girl called me, and she was married to the nigga. And the first thing she said that shocked me about her was she said, I married him, and he didn't have a driver's license. Right. And I said, why the fuck will you marry a man that don't have no ID? <laughs> <laughs> that don't even make fucking sense. So we were on the phone. She had to leave the house to talk to me. But the nigga was blowing her phone up while we was on the phone. So I said, click that nigga over. So she clicked him over. He's on the phone. I'm like, where are you? Where you at? He's not in love with her. It's it's the kind of weak man that wants to monitor the woman so she doesn't find anybody that will give her knowledge to tell her that this nigga ain't shit. So he would never go around her dad. I said, you know why he never went around your dad? Because he knows that your, your dad can see through the bullshit. So he stayed away from your father. He stayed away from your brothers. So he had her afraid to go around. Her, not afraid to go around family. She would never take him around her family. Right. So it got to the point she reached out to me. She had nowhere else to go. And I let her talk for a minute. I said, oh, that nigga got to go. So by the time she got home, this nigga had went on her iPad, smooth. And we don't have to store my phone number because I said, hey, hang the phone up and call me back because I didn't want him to hear we talk. So now she's on the phone with him and me. She called me back and she said, hey, T-Cast, how you doing? She said, he's on the phone. I said, what's up, brother? And I could tell he had a very extensive vocabulary, right? But mm-hmm. he's the kind of, his kind of smart, his kind of education sabotaged his life. Right. He was so smart that he become enabled. He was so smart that he became dependent on women to take care of him. I don't know if that's a mental disease or what, but that's in his DNA because he has the driving and because he was trying to run game on me. I said, I said, sir, you're not fucking me. I said, you 40-something years old. You, you're supposed to be a man. That, that shit you saying to me because he, he was taking it way back to his childhood, shit he was telling her. Right. And trying to make it seem like his family had confused him. When I want to tell people in this world today, 
no matter what happens in your childhood, no matter how badly you affect it, you still know right from wrong. Right. You still know that you got to get up your ass and work and make something out of yourself. Just like people who say they got molested and that's why they're gay. Now, no disrespect, if someone fucked me, I'm going to be that much more of a man. I'm not going to turn gay myself and then molest other people. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not going to become a victim of that shit. I, I try to teach people on this show real shit spook because right. it's getting bad out here, fam. Oh, yeah. I get a lot of, you know, I talk, I talk, me and my best friend talk a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And he asks me, you know, he asks me certain things. And, like, for instance, you know, first I want to say rest in peace to my boy Mo3. Yes. You know, and uh, horrible, horrible. Yes, it is. You know, and it's just it's like these little it's like these little brothers don't get it, you know. And it, it's not they're not even killing over blocks anymore. They're not killing over money anymore. You know, they mm-hmm. just killing for sport. It's just killing for sport. Yes, sir. You know. So it bothers me when people can sit up here and say, oh, well, we need to protest because a white cop and killed this black mm. man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep mm-hmm. it 100 with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And everybody know me. I, I could give two fucks about what a motherfucker got to say about me. Right. You know? But it bothers me. You know, and and I'm a game banker. Right. You know, so yeah, it bothers me when we can protest out here with one of these white cops, but why we can't protest with one of us kill another brother? Right. So to true. Stop, yeah. To stop the killing. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like let's be let's be a hundred. Like, yeah, y'all put it because... out. Y'all put it out here like a cop dropping us every day. Right. That's not the case. You know what I'm saying? So we dropping each other every day. Every day. Like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Go on live, brag about it, you know. And that's insane too. They go live <laughs> about it, yo. <laughs> These niggas are I don't fools. Know I don't know who. I, I don't remember who was talking about it or who, but they was talking about the recording of everything. A motherfucker will pick up their phone and record a shooting before right. they pick up their phone to call help or or get the fuck out of there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nigga, that's, that's a form of snitching. Yes. To me. That it is. is snitching. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you if you record a video and give it to these motherfuckers to put on social media, then you just snitch. Right. Point period blank. Right. You know what I'm saying? So of course motherfuckers of course motherfuckers ain't gonna look at six nine a certain way and motherfuckers like that, rappers like that. Or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Because they they think it's cool. They think they think it's cool. cool. Yep, they sure do. And, 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 ain't cool and at all. over the last twenty years, the morals of this country of people had dropped to all time low. Because there's no way six nine should be popular. Right. No way. There's no fucking way. 
but he is well, because people don't have morals anymore. He could walk down the street and people want to take a picture with this nigga. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and I saw it going bad when I saw people taking pictures with O.J. Simpson. See, once you had that, see, when I was coming up, once you had that mark on you that you was a murderer or fucked a person, people will cross the street. Right. They will cross they the street. From and keep, not now. You a murderer? I don't give a fuck. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Can I can have right. a picture? Right, for real. Even when Suge was out, involved with all different kind of shit, Suge go to the clubs, women still fucking him, niggas still buying drinks with the nigga. And let's say all this shit is false. Let's say it's all a lie. But he had the information on him and no one cared. I don't and care. That's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because well, people you know, don't believe in anything. They don't have standards no more. Ain't no standards. We're in that world nowadays. When you go out and party, if you ain't popping the pills and snorting the coke, you you the, you the alien. Yeah. You the motherfucker they look at like, what's wrong with you? Nah, motherfucker, what's Man. wrong with y'all? Right, you know right. What I'm saying? Yeah, and let's just keep it honest. When I even I'm 36, about to be 37. I ain't that right. motherfucking old. But even when right. I was in school, everybody knew it was one hope of the school that if a motherfucker wanted to get his rocks off or anything, you get that one hope. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody else, them bitches, you might you gonna have to whine and dine or whatever the case is. Right. Now, now everybody hoes, and that one bitch that ain't giving up, she's the alien. Isn't that you something? Know? It, 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 you know, and it's because like, I teach my son to be a gentleman. And right. what, I'm going to tell you exactly what my son said. He said, Dad, I want to be what you're telling me. He said, <laughs> just can't be that way with these motherfuckers out here. Goddamn, it's out. I said, what? It's out bad to He said, Dad, you right. can't do that, Dad. Mm-hmm. It's different out here. He said, I want to be a gentleman. I just can't. You got those one Birkin bags now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not the mother of my children. We don't. I'm not married to you. We just date or fucking, or you on Instagram hoe, and you want a nigga to send you a Birkin bag. A Birkin bag. You got to be out your motherfucking mind. That's crazy. And here's what's crazy, right? I had a guy on my show once who worked a regular job. He wanted to impress this woman so bad that he used to go to the check cashing places and get cash advances on his money from his job so he can front for this girl. Oh, okay. That's how I fucked up the mindset for some of these men over ass over pussy. They all out they all out of control. Now how you how how are you dealing with the um staying protected during the pandemic as you drive? But really you're in the truck by yourself, but like when you get to your destination, are you you covered up really well? 
Yeah, just keep a mask on, and you know, okay. most of the, I'm in a hotel, so right. Stay in my room. Stay in my room most of the time. I don't be going nowhere. Okay, smart, smart. Yeah. Now, what's usually your they, longest stay when you? I'm sorry, let me let your friends and I ask the other question. I would say they uh the warehouses they make sure you you know they rarely letting people in or one by one, so they you know it's pretty much controlled. I'm just either in the truck or or at a room. Okay, cool. That's awesome, family. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, what all is what? What's your territory? Territory. Oh, I go coast to coast. I pretty much stay away from the uh, Midwest once that snow comes. Yeah, because it's but coming, I, right? Oh yeah, but I don't mind driving on. Now let me ask you a question. Right but right, so you go, you have to go through the Midwest to go to. Virginia or New York or whatever, you have to go through it, correct? No, nah, because I can, uh, coming out of Texas, you know, I can go to Virginia through, like, go through, like, Alabama, Tennessee. Right. Go that way to go through Virginia. And then the other way, I hit, like, Little Rock and push out towards, like, Chicago when I go up that way. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and you got the proper um, numbers, like, if your truck gets on the... Snug and stuck um, companies to come pull you out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come okay. Pull you out the roadside. Right, right, man. I'm 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 so happy for you, yo. Oh, I appreciate. I, I, I mean, you have no idea how happy I am for you to have seen yeah. you, to see that you're looking good, to see that you take care of yourself, that you um, had a bad bitch breathing on you. You know what I'm saying, like. That's important to me, and it's okay to mention that, correct? Because now I cut this shit out. Say, got, say, got to mention it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to definitely give a shout out to um, face specialists, to, to Eddie, to Jiggy, to all those brothers over there who have been um, such phenomenal men all these years, and um, I'm just thankful for meeting all of y'all. I, yeah, I really man. am. You guys have just been a blessing. I hope in some way that I've um, in, inspired you guys as well to do something. Because every time I came in, if everybody knows, remember, and the people, let me tell you how this was in the barbershop. When me and Mr. Sosa and, and this gentleman right here would talk, people way on the other side of the barbershop will always jump in our conversation. But me, y'all know how I am. I would say to them, who, why are y'all in our conversation? Why are y'all talking when we talking? And believe it or not, by the time I stopped walking in the barbershop, I had everybody saying, have a good day, um, take care of yourself. It was just proper etiquette in that motherfucker. And right. I just love the respect that everybody started giving each other because of laughter, because I would do it right, but it's not how I. It's not what I said; it's how I said it. Right. And that's what took off. And again, um, salute to you, brother. I just wanted to share your story with the world out here and let them know that um, it's brothers that can really um, turn the corner and really make it in life. And you have happy holidays to you. Now, I come back out to Texas like once a year to do shows, so if we don't see each other before then, um, God willing, it gives us a um, um, time to get ready to see each other next year. I got you, man. You have a blessed uh, holiday.
Saturday, too, if I'll see you before then. Yes, sir. You take care of yourself, okay? All right, brother. All right, one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkman Show, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K, to all the love from Germany to London to Dubai to San Francisco, Oakland, Compton, California, Los Angeles, Vegas, Jersey City, New Jersey. Happy holidays to you, and may your pain be champagne. Peace. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.